You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 1063. And just like that, the NBA Finals is even, and it's turned into a best of three. And I don't quite know which team has the edge, which team is actually better. It is that evenly matched. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. Ken Levicka live featuring Coquel. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. That is the Ken Levicka live featuring Coquel podcast. Subscribe to it. Love it. Bring it to your home. Adopt it as one of your children. It doesn't eat much. That's the Ken Levicka live featuring Coquel podcast. Again, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcast. Well, here we are. Uh, you have the Bucks winning 109-103 last night. Chris Middleton going on a 10-0 run by himself. Uh, that was a Chris Middleton game. When Chris Middleton has games, the Bucks win, and that was true last night. It looked like the Suns were going to win for a vast majority of that game. Devin Booker goes for 42, 38 after three quarters, and then uh, the bottom fell out for the Suns. Uh, the Bucks clamped down defensively. Chris Middleton was able to heat up. And the Bucks and the Suns are even at 2-2. That leads me to this question. Which team is going to win the series? It's a best of three now. Goes back to Phoenix on Saturday. Come back to Milwaukee. Maybe it'll go back to Phoenix. From what you've seen, these two teams going at one another, Giannis is just a miracle. I don't understand how this guy came back from nearly exploding his knee and is doing what he's doing now. You have the Suns, who, when they're able to play fast, they're unstoppable, but the Bucks appear to have figured that out to an extent. Which team is better? Which team is going to win the best of three? Which team is going to win the NBA Finals? The Bucks or the Suns? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. I mean, Coquel, I think we have seen a sample size, enough of a sample size of these two teams. And for me, I am starting to, and I love Book, and I love the Suns, and I love the way they play. But CP3 has been hot garbage for pretty much this entire series. He has not been able to get it going. If you're going to waste a Devin Booker performance like that, DeAndre Ayton has uh, had trouble, at least in Milwaukee, matching up with both Giannis and with Lopez. I think the Bucks have sort of found a way to grind the Suns down. And if that continues... I think the Suns are in trouble. I think the way that the Bucks are playing, the way that Giannis is performing, this is, we're seeing for Giannis Antetokounmpo, a guy who has won the MVP, we're seeing the best moments of his career over the last three games. Like This is the apex for him. He has been truly unbelievable. I think the Bucks are going to end up winning this series. Chris Paul needs to play better. I mean, that's a given. The last couple of games, he's been awful. But when Chris Paul is on, the Suns are a very hard team to beat. Both teams are streaky. Giannis, you don't know what you're going to I know he's 40-40, then 26. Mm-hmm. But we've seen him at times where his 26 isn't an effective 26. Last night was not one of those times. I think he's actually being wildly overshadowed by Middleton. I think Giannis played a great game. His defense night. is really... We can talk about all his point totals. Giannis's defense has been elite. I mean, it has been flat-out, downright elite. To a point... And I don't know if I'm getting caught up in the knee injury and how he just sort of brushed it off and is able to play at this level. But his block last night, 
um, on the alley-oop from Booker to Ayton, that was the injured leg that he pivoted on and was able to go up and make that swat. And what, what Giannis is doing, I know that when Chris Middleton, I said Chris Middleton, when he has his games, the Bucks are going to win. That's indisputable. But that also depends on Giannis staying consistent. And Giannis is playing the most consistent. These last three games, both ends of the floor, have been the most consistent we've seen from Giannis in his entire career, especially in pressure moments. Offensively, Giannis just needs to be good for three and a half quarters. Yeah, that, and then let, right. and let Middleton do the rest. And by good, like just be a presence in the block. Just be you. Attack the rim. His ability as a passer is so much better now. Like he'll distribute. He finds the open man, and he dominates when he has to. He has turned into everything I wish Bam Adebayo could mirror. Like he is to me the first big man since Shaq to really value the fact that he can go in and camp out under the basket and go up and score whenever he wants to. But the problem is there are games where all of a sudden he tries to be Kevin Durant. I can't and stand that's that. that's when they lose. I don't get that. I, I don't get And Evan Cohen says it all the time. You'll hear him commercial free 5 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3 with Jeanette Javier. Evan says it all the time, and he's right. Why would Giannis ever practice a three-pointer again? Why would Giannis ever practice taking a jumper from outside 15 feet? And it flies in the face of everything that we've come to know about the modern-day NBA, right? It, it, it flies in the face of uh, this thought that you need stretch fours and you need big men who can stretch the defense. You need to establish at the perimeter. But Giannis is the exception because what Giannis is doing, he has found the niche and he has found the ability to, no matter who the big man is, no matter who the defender is, he can go up and brutalize them. If you can do that in the NBA, even with the current state of the athleticism in the NBA, why would you do anything else? And coming off of that injury and being able to be as physical as he's been and impose his will the way he's been, this is why I think the Bucs are going to win the series. I don't know if the Suns can actually neutralize this. I think the Bucs are good enough to steal a game on the road. And if they do it Saturday, I think that the series ends in six. I think the Bucs have found... They have finally found their complete flow, maybe for the first time in the postseason, because they're doing this against a perfect strength Suns team. This is the first time that the Bucks have faced a full-strength team, and this is what they were able to do the last two games. Chris Paul comes out, though, and has a Chris Paul special night. The Suns can win. That's why this series is so exciting, because you just don't know what's going to happen. And I get it. Every single night, you turn on the lights, you don't know what's going to happen. But this series feels like that, like even more so. But I agree with you. If the Bucks take game five in Phoenix, it's a wrap. That's it. That's it. The Suns aren't coming to Milwaukee and, and, and winning that to extend it to a game seven. It's a best of three now. Bucks and Suns. Milwaukee wins both at home, and they're headed back to the desert. Which team has the edge? Which team is going to win the best of three and win the trophy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. We do need to talk about the officiating. The last five minutes last night was unbearable to watch. And not because of the nonstop incessant replay like you and I have been complaining about all postseason, but it was just bad. Miss calls. So inconsistent. It's tight, so tight on one end and very loose on the other. I was, I, I, and I'm looking, and I follow a lot of um, of Bucks fans because within our country, our, our country. Well, they are in our country. The That's true. United States of Good Karma Brands, our company, Good Karma Brands, under our umbrella, 
is ESPN Milwaukee and ESPN Madison. Did you see so the bosses front row? I, I did see that. The bosses were front row. And by the way, bosses, you looked great. The front row suits you, oh, Pfizer man. Forum. Like, I mean, I was looking for celebrities, and I was like, there they are. There they are. That is, I don't know why people talk about the garden in Celebrity Row. Yeah. That is Celebrity Row right there. By the way, we'll talk raises in like a month and a half. Um, but when Extra it, hours. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to uh, the officiating, this has been... Last night was unwatchable. Like, that was terrible. I mean, first of all, before days. you go to that, that color blue on Steve Politziner, absolutely slimming. Uh, I just, mean, like, just gorgeous. Just impeccable. Steve, you look great. Um, but what do you even do about that, though? The officiating. What can you do? And so I, I'm seeing all my teammates at ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison, complaining about the officiating, as they should. Devin Booker should have been called for, like, nine fouls last night. Um, He's too pretty for that. <laughs> he deserves that. You know, get him off the court. Someone that good looking should not be taken off the court. But what can you even do? Is it even worth the energy to complain about the officiating when you know that it's going to be inconsistent? Because that's the nature of the NBA. Like, when if, When's the last time you've watched an NBA game and you've said to yourself, ah, that was well officiated. And part of the reason is I think that the NBA game is impossible to officiate. It's so fast. And it's so strong, and it is at such a high level, there's no way that human senses can possibly follow everything that's happening. Replay made it so hard to officiate because they know that there are things that they're going to miss because you're going to miss things. And they know that there are touch fouls that will look worse in the slow motion instant replay that really don't aren't really a foul in person. Yeah. So like they have to play those games. You saw at the end of the game when Chris Paul and maybe Cam Johnson, they tried to trap at the end. And the ref blew the whistle for a foul, and they didn't even foul him intentionally. He just assumed, figured he was missing it because the angle, like, it's a really tough one. I'm telling you, basketball inherently, I think, is the toughest sport to officiate. And when you get to the NBA level, I I feel like the speed of the NBA game, um, the athleticism of the NBA game, it has made it impossible to ever have consistent officiating because everything's happening at a million miles an hour. Uh, and, and basketball as a whole, calling a foul, that's the most subjective call in all of officiating any sport. Like, there's nothing more subjective than that. Uh, I don't know how to fix it, and we can keep complaining about it on social media all we want. Nothing's going to change. The NBA officiating is not going to get better. This is just how it is. You have massive six eight six nine guys who are flying around. How are you actually going to competently officiate that? By the way, here's this question. Is basketball the single hardest sport to officiate? Is it the single hardest sport to referee? Whether it's baseball, whether it's hockey, whether it's football. Football's tough, but you still have downtime between plays to gather yourself. Is basketball the hardest sport to officiate? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. difference between football and basketball, again, though, is holding isn't Something well, you can review. The one you're but, always going to go back to. But there's something that it's not reviewable. Now imagine if it was reviewable and the refs had the pressure of making sure they saw every single hold. Yeah. Like what can you do? The game it's, would last seven hours. It's the mistake they made by trying make um, pass interference reviewable. Like that was a huge mistake for that reason because it's it's impossible to call that yeah. fair. Pass interference is the most frustrating penalty in football. Like period. Yeah, I don't care what level. If you just do it like. And I hate to say it this way, but if they just used their football IQ and just called it judgment more so than the actual technical foul of a pass interference, it's a lot easier to call. The problem is, again, with replay and knowing that everyone's going to see every little touch, 
sometimes they make the call when it really didn't impact the play. I just don't know. How do you fix it? How do you fix the NBA officiating? We know the last five minutes last night sucked. That was bad. That was unacceptable. But also, how do you fix it? And is basketball inherently the toughest sport to officiate? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When we return, last night's defining play, the one that everybody's talking about today, one of the people in this room uh. is not impressed by it. And I think you know who. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka, And I'm live on ESPN 106.3.